0: Where I'm going to tell you all about what's next for No Limits, but before we get into that, go ahead and tell somebody next to you, you made a good choice being here today. You made a really good choice. If you're joining us online, want to say hey to you too. It's great to hear the word of God over the internet, but if you ever have a chance to be here with us in person, I welcome you to be here. We'd love to have you. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade. I'm the lead pastor here alongside my wife, Beth, and here at No Lim- Limits, we are here to help you know God, find freedom, and discover purpose, and Amy... This all has one purpose, right? To equip us to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Who wants to make a difference? Well, that's good. <laughs> well, last week I gave you guys a little teaser about what's next for No Limits Church. God has updated our vision, and it's time to run after it. You know, when we start talking about vision, it seems kind of ambiguous, maybe a little bit dreamy, right? But let me make it practical for you. Vision is simply the direction that God gives us. Vision is the direction that God gives us. And to fulfill the vision, we obey what God asks us to do. And we've never been more ready to obey than we are right now. It's almost like we've been talking about obedience a lot for a reason, huh? But to be honest, we don't have a lot of good examples of this. The American church really isn't all that good at doing what God asks them to do. You see, Jesus said to go into all the world, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And make disciples of the nations. That's our mandate. That's what Jesus asked us to do. But instead, we go into our churches and invite the world to come to us. It feels kind of like obedience. I mean, kind of feels like it. But is it really obedience whenever we morph God's assignment into something that's more comfortable for us? No. You see, we believe the lie that the only place to do ministry is in the church. Like when somebody gets called into ministry, what do they think? Oh, i got to go start a church, i got to pastor, i got to lead worship, or something of that nature, right? But our assignment is to go into all the world, which means more ministry is to be happening outside of the church than in the church. I like how Bill Johnson explains it. I showed you guys this last week, that every believer is in full-time ministry. Only a few have pulpits in sh- sanctuaries. The rest have their pulpit in their areas of expertise and favor in the world system. That is so good. I mean, all this time we've been elevating church leaders as the only ones doing ministry. And because of it, the world is lost in darkness because we're not in the world. We're doing it all in the church. And here's how Lance Wallnau explains this. He says, the sober truth is that everywhere the church fails to exercise her authority, a vacuum opens up for darkness to occupy. You see, the darkness we see in culture right now is our fault. It's the church's fault. We've been camping out in the church when we're supposed to go into all the world. We knew something was wrong, so we came up with our own solution. We like to do that. Right? Instead of going into all the world, because that's just too uncomfortable, instead of that, we're gonna invite the world to come to us. Let's invite the world to come to us, but in order for this to work, we have to have services that won't make them uncomfortable. So we gotta change up our services. Never mind the fact that Jesus told us don't be of the go into all the world, but don't be of the world, right? Be in the world, but not of the world. Instead, we've decided to stay out of the world and become like the world. Quite opposite. (laughs) Quite opposite. So that the world might pay us a visit. And I've been to some really good church growth conferences. I was able to take some really good things away from them. I mean, they were a blessing to me. They really were. There's always that one thing that didn't sit quite right with me. They would explain how Sunday services are supposed to be designed to reach the lost. So that means that our Sunday services should be something that makes them comfortable, something that they love to attend. And since we're called to reach the lost, we are called to reach the lost. Y'all know that, right? We're called to reach the lost. So this sounds re- sounded really good to me. I'm like, yeah, that sounds so good, but I could never get it to fit. It was like that puzzle piece that you're like, it looks like it goes there, but it doesn't go there. And you t- keep pushing it in. And if you've been through our growth track, you've heard me say these things about our Sunday services. Our Sunday services should be designed so that lost people love to attend them. And Every time I'd say that, I don't remember how many times I've said that in growth track, the Holy Spirit would be like, well, not quite. Not quite. And even so, I struggled to reconcile this in my head because I want us to be a church that reaches the lost. I want us to be a church that reaches the lost. So it was hard to get this idea out of my head until God showed me this scripture in Ephesians 4.12. The pastor's responsibility is to equip God's people to do God's work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So what's my assignment as your pastor? To equip who? God's people to do what? God's work. So, the purpose of our Sunday service is not to reach the lost. It sounds like heresy when I just, whoa. The purpose of our Sunday service is to equip you to reach the lost in your daily lives. You see the difference? We're still reaching the lost. Man. You see, if our Sunday services were designed to reach the lost, there would only be one person reaching the lost me, and there would be only one day they were re- we were reaching the lost, Sunday. But if I obey God by equipping God's people to reach the loss in their daily life, all of a sudden we have all these people out reaching the lost every day of the week. Talk about multiplication. That's good stuff. So which strategy is going to reach more people? The one I learned at the church growth conference or God's strategy? I think God's had it figured out all this time. All we got to do is listen to it and do it. So I'm here to equip God's people. I'm here to increase your faith. I'm here to push you out of your comfort zone. Anybody thankful for that? Get on out of there. Jump out. And I'm here to help you get sin out of your life so the power of God is no longer hindered in your life. So let me recap what went wrong with the church so we can get a clear vision of where we're going moving forward. The church, we lack cultural influence. I mean, you you look out at culture right now, they don't even care what the church has to say. We lack cultural influence because we've been trying to change the world from within the church rather than sending the church out into the world. Oh, yeah. You see, the goal is not to convince the world to come to our church services. The goal is to be a church who equips God's people to go into all the world. Let me put it to you this way. So if you have the church, combine it with the gospel or the word of God, but you take culture out of it, you have religion. Bunch of rules, regulations, blah, 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 blah. You take the church, but you take out the gospel so that our services feel comfortable for everybody. And then you add culture into that. You become woke. But you can take the church, you stay firm in the gospel, and you take that into culture, and you have God's kingdom here on the earth, which is his desire, by the way. So often we put all this stuff off into heaven. You know, in heaven, it's all going to be perfect. It's all going to be great. God's kingdom wants to be here on the earth. God, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When Jesus taught us how to pray, that's what he told us to say. God, your kingdom come. Your will be done in this service today as it is in heaven, in my life as it is in heaven, today at work as it is in heaven. That's what we should be praying. And in 1974, God gave two church leaders the same revelation, and they were praying about how do we turn the world around for Jesus? And God revealed seven things to focus on. Church, family, education, government, business, arts, entertainment, and media. This is now known as the seven mountains of influence. And what this means is that each of these seven things have tremendous influence in our culture. These seven things determine what people do and how they think, right? What happens in government is determining how people think right now. Definitely what happens in the media is determining what people are doing and how people are thinking right now. In other words, those who are in leadership in these seven mountains will determine the culture of a nation. They are discipling the nation. Just right now, they're not discipling it for God. They're discipling it for other purposes. So when Jesus tells us to disciple the nations, he means go into these seven mountains and serve in these seven mountains and serve in places of leadership in these seven mountains. The problem is the church has vacated six of the seven mountains, and a lot of churches have even given up the church mountain to culture through wokeism. They've become woke. And so now culture has control of the church too. So now we're in a place where we have to take back territory that we've given to Satan so we can make disciples of the nations just like Jesus asked us to do. we got to take the territory back. And that seems overwhelming, right? The world's so big. The government's so bad. What are we going to do? Well, 1 John 4, 4, you are of God little children, you have overcome the world because he who's in you is greater than he who's in the world. Y'all, you've already overcome the world. It's already a done deal. Satan ain't got nothing on us. The only reason he's been able to do what he's done is because the church has been hiding out in the church, letting Satan have full reign of the world. As soon as we decide to go into all the world, we experience victory. Somebody needs to receive that. As soon as we decide, we experience victory. We find favor with God. We find favor with man. God pours out so much blessing, we can't contain it. Yeah, there's going to be a battle. There is going to be a battle. But we're going to win. Don't back down because of the opposition that you're going to face when you step out into your assignment. Because you will face opposition. I'm here to give you some good news today. You're going to face opposition. There's going to be a battle, but just smile whenever you encounter that opposition and say, "I already know the outcome of this. <laughs> I win." Ha <laughs> ha. I do. I win. I'm going to win this thing. It's time to invade the seven mountains with the kingdom of God. It's time to take the children of the devil out of those places of leadership and put the children of God in their place. That's where we're at. So this is God God's vision for No Limits Church. God is sending us into these seven mountains of influence so that we can make disciples a disciple of this nation. He's called us to this nation. We're here to disciple this nation. We're going to become a church that's full of people who are taking the gospel into business, into education, into government, into media, into entertainment, into family, and in the church. We have some of the most successful business owners right here in our church. You hear me? Yeah. You're one of them. And I tell you that all the time. You are, man. We have state representatives. We have senators, council members, school board members right here in our church. Right here. We have movie producers, news personalities, actors, musicians right here in our church. The list goes on and on, and we're going to run after these things with passion and excellence. No longer do we see Sunday morning as the only time to do ministry. It's every day of the week, baby. Every day. Who's ready for this? Well, ready or not, here we go. All right. We're no longer the church we used to be. We're refined. We're refocused. God has great plans for us, and we're going to fulfill them. There's no limits. I love it, man. That's good. So I'd now like to invite our small groups director, Chris Wills, to help make the vision plain today. He's going to take everything I just talked about and make it practical for you. I've asked him to explain what it looks like to serve in each of these seven mountains. And he's also going to reveal the strategy on how we're going to accomplish this. So come on up, man. This is a team effort, and we're blessed to have
1: Chris here to help us carry out this vision. Amen. Well, I am excited to teach on the seven mountains today. Let me tell you one of the reasons why, because it's funny, Pastor Caden actually was talking about this the other day. Uh, There's a lot of people out there who are just ready for the Lord's return, right? Like how many people are like, oh, I wish he would just come today because this world has gotten so bad, that's the only way out. Well, if you are thinking that way, I'm telling you, you don't don't know how big God is, okay? Because he is not done with America, and there is a big plan for us, and if we were just reach out and become a part of that plan, He will do such great things through us. Amen? And the seven mountains is just a strategy to help us get there. So I know we went over this in a small group, uh, but we decided to teach it here because it is such a part of our vision now. And like Kate said, we are actually fulfilling the Great Commission. In Matthew 28, I mean, it says, We are called to disciple nations. And this is how we disciple a nation. Okay, so what are the seven mountains? Uh, we just kind of briefly went over that, but they are areas of influence that are needed to have control over to influence culture. Uh, in fact, Lance, if, you, if you're interested in this, Lance Walnut has a ton of teaching on this. You can go to his, look him up online, and you can learn all about the seven mountains. And if you were in our small group teaching, you will notice that we did change one mountain. Uh, we just think it better categorizes uh, the areas that we need to tackle. And uh, like, you know, like Kate said, this, this revelation isn't even new. That's what's wild. Like it was given in 1974, 75, around there. And it was given to Lauren Cunningham, who was the founder of Youth with a Mission, and also given to Dr. Bill Bright, who was the leader of Campus Crusades for Christ. God revealed these areas of influence to two people at the same time, and they both were leaders of young adults. It's like God was trying to change a generation to become kingdom builders, right? So these are the, the, yeah, so this was, this revelation was given because it helps us to take an impossible looking task, to take back culture, like everything. Like you look at it, you just look at the main problem and you think this looks impossible. Well, the seven mountains help us to break down all these areas individually so we can, it's a more manageable thing to tackle at this point. So the big mountain in the back, this represents a nation, so in our case it's the United States of America. The seven in the front are the areas of influence that are needed to shape culture. So the first area, uh, these are in no particular order really, but we're going to talk about the church first, and I, I think I said before that this is the only area that the church really has a hold of, and we do in the sense of we have influence here, but it's We don't really do our job well. In fact, Pastor Cade was just saying that we do not do our job well as the church. Because it's the church's job to create disciples that will go out and take the kingdom into the world. Instead, we generally preach salvation and the goodness of God in our services to Christians. We just preach the same message over and over, like a, a salvation message. And so we have not been creating disciples of Christ that will go out and impact the world and change culture. And again, I have this in my message too, Ephesians 12. I have Ephesians 11 through 12. I have it in the New King James Version, but it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So the church mountain equips the saints for the working of the ministry. That means we are all called to full-time ministry. The problem is we've just been taught to think ministry is done in the church or with the church organization, and that's it. So this has actually led many Christians to, be, to uh, believe they are called to ministry, but they will leave their actual calling and come to the church, and it really affects our effectiveness in, in the world to change culture. Like I've said this before, just uh, sheep replicate sheep. Sheep reproduce sheep. The shepherd does not. Pastor Cade is our shepherd. It is His job to take care of the flock. It is our job to go out and create other Christians. We are to take the Word into the world and bring salvation, bring the Word of God. So there have uh, yeah, there've also been anointed leaders who yeah, realize they need to come into the church, and they quit what they were doing to come in here instead of being part of the world. But we are called to go out into the world, and so we believe that all areas belong to God. And therefore, we need to be influencers in all of the areas. And I believe there is a group of Christians right now that are rising up all over this nation. Churches like ours that are realizing the plan that God has for his church. And it is a plan to bring his kingdom to earth so that we can disciple a nation and take his word outside of these walls so we can influence power in all the high places. So we're going to take a biblical worldview to all our nation and once our nation is healed then we can take these biblical worldviews to the world but we are called out but to go out we have to be discipled first so the other mountain that we have tried to tackle kind of in recent history is just the family mountain and we've only been able to influence the people within the church we don't ins- we don't influence any family that's outside of the church but America as a whole used to have a godly view on what a family should look like But now you can look around and a monogamous relationship between a man and a woman in the context of marriage is now just one of many ways a family can look that's accepted in our culture. And it's hurting and it's confusing our youth. They are growing up and they are confused about the truth of who God created them to be. And it's important that we take back the influence in the home. So we need to create an atmosphere where morals are once again valued and... The truth is honored and not twisted and perverted. So the family mountain is important because it is foundational, because without a healthy home life, everything else kind of falls apart. So we can influence this area by having healthy, godly marriages, and we are to be in the world, but not of it. So we're not supposed to shelter ourselves. We're supposed to go out into the world, but we should be the influencers. We should not let culture influence us. We should influence culture. So we have the church mountain, the family mountain, and the next one we're going to talk about is the education mountain. Now the education mountain has been taken over by a radical group, and that's why that's how they have been able to push the LGBTQ agenda, uh, all these weird things on our children. You know, our kids are more confused than ever for who the, about who they are. Now they're trying to get the critical race theory, the 16th to 19th project into our schools, which I promise you will do nothing but increase racial tension and it's also historically inaccurate it's not even it's not even based on truth so this is why you need to choose your children's education wisely all right because the government was never delegated by god to give your children an education right you were the bible puts that responsibility on the parent so each teacher you let train your children you're giving them the authority to do that by letting them teach your child so make sure you know what your children is being taught and then decide if you're really okay with that because it falls on you. And this is where our first culture impact team comes in. We created teams here at church to try to tackle all these mountains. And Amy Cook has already started the Guardian Redeemers. She's already begun to work in this area because she's awesome. And this is a group of people that are willing to fight for our children, to stop moral corruptions within our schools. And we need people to come alongside her and fight for our next generation. Our education team will be on the lookout for curriculum that is not in the best interest of our children. They will also let us know who on the school board needs to be voted off and who do we need to put on there. And uh, if, we, if we can do this, we will make lasting cultural change in our children. And it starts locally at like, our school board level. So once, And once we get our local schools back on the right path, I'm telling you, it will go up. Like It will begin to affect the universities. And I know that seems impossible, and it's actually a reason that, that people give Amy it. It's to not join the guardian redeemers. They're like, well, that's impossible. You're fighting a battle that can't be won, so it's not worth the effort. And I'm telling you, it is. Do you know who God is? Read the Bible. Look at how many amazing things he has done with a small group of people. We need to get involved. So it's important we don't give, hope, give up hope in this area, because if there's an area that we do not subdue, it creates a void, and it will be taken over by the devil's agenda. So, and we can plainly see that in the area of education. So when we choose to ignore these areas, we, we are actually rejecting our mission of being the salt on the earth. So the next mountain we're talking about is Media and Influence. These two mountains we did have separated to begin with, but we feel like they we could combine these into to one mountain. So Media is anything from Fox, CNN, MSNBC, even Facebook and Instagram. And as I'm sure most of you all know in here, these are just propaganda platforms anymore. That's all they do. They push propaganda. And that's why it's important to take heed how you hear. So even if I scan might scan some headlines here and there. I will only listen to Victory News Network or Truth and Liberty. If you like to keep up with the news, you're know, like, I can't just cut news out. Seriously, watch Victory News Network or TruthandLiberty.net because those are godly men and women who are going to bring you nothing but truth and they're going to bring it to you in a way that is not deceitful. So this mountain works to influence, influence people's thoughts and opinions. And we, we can see that, right? So, Because right now we have conservative and Christian voices that are being deplatformed. They're just getting straight taken up off these platforms. So it's it's very concerning when your voice is being silenced just because you have a differing opinion. That's all it is. So we need Christians who are not afraid to be shut down, right? Who can take the criticism for the sake of the truth. Who will find any way they can to get the message of the true gospel out. Unafraid of the consequences, leaving to... living to please God and not man. So the entertainment side of this mountain, it encompasses everything from art, professional sports, movies, stuff like that. And uh, the entertainment can actually be kind of associated with the Sabbath because it's a rest. You're supposed to stop and just enjoy all the good things that God has done. Because even God rested on the seventh day when he created all of the earth. He rested on that seventh day and just enjoyed what he had made. But our entertainment Industry is filled with with a perverted view that it's a perverted view on what this rest should look like. We currently do not have a team for this mountain, but we will soon because we need godly men and women who are willing to stand up for biblical principles and willing to take the criticism for the sake of the truth. And this area of influence is extremely important because it shapes people's perceptions of reality. I'm telling you, COVID would not have been blown so far out of proportion had the media and entertainment influencers would not have played along with it. For the sake, I'm sure, of their viewership. They're worried about viewers. But we are called to be the light of the world. So when we fail to invade and hold positions in an area, it will undoubtedly be full of darkness. The entertainment industry is full of such moral degradation that it is even avoided by Christians. By avoiding darkness, we are unable to bring in the light and reveal the evil. So we need to support Christian brothers and sisters who are called into this mountain. In the past, it has been neglected, just seen as secular, but it is a much-needed area for God's people to take and possess. The next mountain is science and medicine, because this is also an area where we currently do not have a team, but we will. But science has been hijacked by mainly atheists who want to ignore obvious signs of creation, and they build theory on top of theory, and then they teach it as fact. And this area to me is almost like a form of apologetics, because we're defending the Word of God with sound and well-thought-out arguments. Because evolution is statistically impossible, and every shred of evidence that they come out and they've used to try to prove it has actually been disproven, it's been proven false. But they don't, that never comes out in the open, right? But you can find it, I'm telling you. But they teach it in our schools and creationism isn't even taught as a theory. Like it blows my mind. So I want to have a team that can explain why the earth itself is a create, is evidence of a creator and how science actually proves the scriptures to be true because it does. Christian voices in this area are silenced also. And most Christians in this field actually keep their beliefs to themselves and fear of either being ridiculed or even fired. And again, there's no room for a, differ, a differing opinion. So we're, we're going to tackle that mountain too. And the next one we have is the business mountain. All right, there are men and women of God who are called to business to generate wealth for the kingdom of God. These people will fund the vision given to the church by God. All of us are called to ministry But ministry looks different than what we previously believed. You know, there was only 10% of the Israelites who were called either into the priesthood or to take care of the temple. Uh, There's only 10% of them. The other 90% were supposed to go out and do something. They were called to go out and possess the land so they could obtain the inheritance that God had promised them. But now we have the 10% still in the ministry, and they're honored. But the other 90% that are called out aren't even sure if it's God's will for them to go out and possess the land. And then they're sure, the heck, not realizing that they can be anointed to do so. Because there is no such thing as secular employment for the believer. Because once we are born again, everything is about kingdom business. And if we all do our part instead of trying to do it someone else's, that's when we'll make the biggest impact for the kingdom of God. Because we're not all called to be pastors, but we are all all called to preach the gospel. So we have started the Culture Impact Team for business, and so it's still growing in the vision we have for this team. But this group is going to teach you godly stewardship. It's going to to tell you how to build wealth according to biblical principles. We want to create free resources to help Christian business owners and entrepreneurs succeed and bring wealth into the kingdom of God. We also want to find opportunities to give in order to spread the kingdom of God. And that's not just limited to charities or outreaches either. That is going to be political candidates and agendas that align with the word of God. Because we have been so inward focused for so long, we have lost our influence and culture outside these walls. And believe it or not, you do need money to use as a tool to fund the different areas of influence. So the final mountain we're going to talk about is the government uh, politics, Political Mountain. I put this in the end because everything kind of does funnel into politics. But when I was listening to Lance Wallnau teach on this like two years ago, he was saying when we begin to get stuff figured out, you're not going to be able to tell if someone is an evangelist or if they're a politician. And if you can't see in Oklahoma right now, that is beginning to happen. If you don't follow Mark Sherwood on uh, Facebook, you should. Because he is running for governor, and I'm telling you, you don't know if that man is a politician or an evangelist. Because he puts God above everything else, and I guarantee you he will seek God's will before he makes any decision as our next governor. There's also uh, Jackson Lawmeyer, who is a pastor, I can't remember where, but he's running for, he's running for a Senate seat. And he is also unapologetically uh, about putting God first. So we don't just need good policies; we need people who are going to seek God first before they make any of their decisions. And what is awesome is we have at least at least three people in church who are running for some sort of governmental position in this church. So that that is awesome to me because God is preparing His people to take back the influence that we once had when we founded this great nation. Because this mountain goes way beyond running. For and holding offices. It takes an entire team to effectively create change in government. So we created one. We created a team for this, and our vision for this team is huge. Here are a few things we want to see accomplished by this team. We want to find and support godly candidates for public office, because I believe there are many excellent candidates out there for office who feel Unqualified. So we need to not only find the candidates who are already running for office, but we need to encourage those who would make an excellent public servant and encourage them to run for office. We want to create voter guides for local and national elections. This is going to be quite the task, okay? But it needs to be done because we want to interview candidates and see what their views are so we can create up-to-date, relevant voter guides. We want to create a list of candidates that is approved by the church. It's like these candidates follow God. They put God first. Who put God first, and will they will also fight for constitutional rights. I want us to learn and to study American history because it is founded on Christianity, and I also want us to study the Constitution because it is important to know where we came from, and it's important to know our constitutional rights. So we, need to, we also need to be easily... We need to be able to easily identify legislation that goes against our Constitution. So you see, this group is more than just for running for office. If you have a love for our nation and you want to see it turn back to God, then we need your help on this, in this team. Because these, team, the, these mountains in the recent past have worked against us. The enemy has been better organized and put together than we have been. Not only did they hold the influence on these mountains, but they used them together to push their agendas. Because this is how all the LGBTQ stuff got pushed through. This is why you're seeing stuff about white privilege. This is about weird stuff that you never realized was an issue until one day it's all over the news. And you're saying, what in the world has happened? They essentially create an issue, convince a small percentage of people that the system is built against them, whether, and that they cannot live the American dream because of built-in racism or prejudices in our systems. And so now they have a passionate group, and then it's funded by billionaires, and that's really all it took for them to change culture. They need a passionate group of people and money. So you do not need a majority to make lasting cultural changes. All you need is a group of people willing to take action. And that is why it's important for us to not only take these mountains, but we need to work in unity in restoring a biblical worldview to America. Because the the church once held all these mountains, which is the most frustrating part about this. But once we get back to that biblical worldview, we'll be able to see America restore its place as an influence to the rest of the world, and we can help them also adopt a biblical worldview. So I know this can seem impossible, but if we take back these areas of influence, uh, and we put the body of us as the body of Christ and work together, we can see this thing turn around, and I don't think it'll take long. I think we can do it in a very short period of time. Because I assure you, God wants to help us to turn this nation back to Him, but He needs our cooperation, which is exactly why we've started these culture impact teams. Because you remember the, the Israelites when they came into the Promised Land the first time, Moses sent out 12 spies, When they came back. Ten of them came back and said, we cannot take this land. There are giants in that land. We are just grasshoppers. They aborted an entire nation because they doubted God's ability to do something great. Even though he had revealed himself, he had revealed his greatness to them time and time and time again, it took 40 years for their sons and daughters to come back to the exact same moment For them to make the decision to go in and take the land that God had given them. They didn't have to wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. So we need to go out and possess the land. We need to encourage you just to join a team and get involved because we are called to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving even ourselves. Because God is doing something great in our nation and you have a part to play in it. It is time we take our place in the kingdom and these teams will help you find your place and they'll help you subdue it. These teams will function separately, yet they will be united in purpose. So here's an example of all these teams working together. So we know that our schools have been taken over by an evil agenda to confuse our children and teach them things that are contrary to the Word of God. That is obvious. So the first place to fix this problem would be our local school boards. So our education team, the Guardian Redeemers, would be like, hey, these board members are the ones pushing this crazy agenda. We need to get them off the board. And they will be like, here is someone that we know would make an excellent board member. And then they would take that to the government team. The government team would say, hey, this is great. They'll go interview that person. They'll find out who they're competing against. They'll inter- try to interview that person also, and they'll put all the resources they can into finding out which what uh, these candidates stand for. And then they will create a relevant voter guide. And at that point, they will begin to campaign for these uh, board members. So once the government team knows what uh, has everything put together, they can go to the business team and they'll be like, hey, we need money to fund this campaign so we can get people put in uh, we can get godly people put into the member of the school board. And then, of course, the media and the entertainment mountain can take it and then they can promote our candidates as well. Uh, and so that's how you can see all these teams can work together as one body to effectively create change in our culture. And that's exactly what these uh, teams are designed to do. So hope we are able to create systems that are actually easy, easily to implement, because I want to take this and give it to other churches. I want to give it to other communities. I want to be able to see, like, wildfire. these, Because that's where it's going to start. Our nation is going to be changed from, from local communities up. And so once we begin to take back those local communities, local governments, school systems, and in turn, we are going to see this nation change and turn back to God. So, I encourage you to find a team, get involved, and be a part of this wonderful thing that God is doing. Amen? Amen. 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks, man. How many of you see this a little different than uh, how church has operated in the past? (laughs) Feel a little weird? Even when I talked to Beth about it still, and she's been hearing me talk about this for a long time now. She's like, man, that just sounds a little weird. She's like, "Sounds. I know it's right, but it's just like, kind of takes you a minute. So I'm curious. I know there are some people in the room that already know what mountain that you're called to. So I want to call these out one by one. And if you're called to it, I want you to stand up so we can see. If you're called to the church mountain, stand up. Awesome, look around, it's Beth. We still need people in the church mountain, I'm not running you all off out of the church mountain, all right? Who's called to the family mountain? All right, awesome. Who's called to the education mountain? Good, awesome. Who's called to arts, media, entertainment? All right. This is awesome. Cool. All right. How about science and medicine? Awesome. Business. Where's my business? <laughs> yes. Awesome. All right. Last but not least, government. You? I didn't know that. That's awesome. I love it. Cool. How many of y'all are still asking God to reveal where you're called? Raise your hand for me so I can see. Awesome. The church mountain is the one that we've been doing all along. It's like the pastors, the evangelists, the, the prophets. all The the fivefold ministry, basically, is the church mountain. Okay, And we are here to equip the saints. We are here to equip God's people to do God's work. That's the church mountain. That's our assignment. Awesome. All right, guys in the back, we'll go ahead and dim down the lights. Cue up my Holy Spirit music. I want to give the Holy Spirit some time to work. Yeah, Amy. Yeah, I'll give you a chance to come up here at the end and do that. All right. Go ahead and bow your heads, guys. Let's let the Holy Spirit come in and do his work. I know there's some people in the room who are still wanting the Holy Spirit to reveal, like, where am I called to be? I want to be involved, God, in what you have going on, but I just don't know where. And the Holy Spirit is so eager to reveal his purpose on our lives, and the next step that he wants us to take He's so eager to do that. He's not holding it back from you. So first of all, you got to get rid of that lie. There's nothing holding the Holy Spirit back from revealing this to you. You haven't done anything that's unredeemable or anything like that. So just go ahead and, and lay down anything that you feel like you've done wrong or anything you feel like could be blocking the Holy Spirit from telling you this. Just lay that down at the feet of Jesus right now and receive your forgiveness. Lay the regret down. Lay it all down. I'm, a, I'm not holding on to that anymore. I'm done with that. Done. And now simply welcome the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to reveal things to you, to give you dreams, to give you visions. Sometimes we get so caught up in our head and in our own thinking and our own reasoning that that we miss what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us. So just stop that right now. Stop your thoughts, clear your head. And Holy Spirit, we invite you into this room right now, into the service right now. We ask you to show us, to reveal Your truth to us. What's our assignment? What do you need us to do? Everybody in the room who's received their heavenly prayer language, I want you to just go ahead and start using that right now. Go ahead and start praying in the Spirit. Let's release this. jesus name i bind everything that's causing you not to see clearly i bind it in jesus name and i lose the spirit of god into your life i lose the holy spirit to speak freely to reveal things freely There's at least one person in the room that's going to get the revelation of what they're called to in their personal prayer time sometime this next week. I can see you in your, in your room praying and he just downloads a vision into you. And it's the first time you've ever received anything like that. <laughs> that's going to be an awesome experience for you. If there's anybody in the room who feels like your health is going to hinder you from what God has called you to do, I want you to come up to the front. Something about your health, if you feel like your health is hindering you, maybe you don't have the energy or, or whatever it is, come on up to the front because I want to lay hands on you. Will you come up here with me? Lord, we worship you today. We give you honor. We give you glory. You are holy. You are mighty. You are the one who will accomplish this. We look to you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This isn't our effort that's going to accomplish this. This is you working through us. So we thank you, God, that you filled us with the Holy Spirit. And I ask you to fill every person in this room right now. Fill them up all the way to the top, all the way to overflowing, so they have the boldness and the truth and the courage they need to take the gospel into their area of influence. No longer will they be timid when they're at work and you move on their heart to share the gospel with somebody. No longer will they be timid when you ask them to start a business. No longer will they be timid whenever you ask them to run for government. They will rise up with boldness because they are filled with the Holy spirit and you give them everything they need, everything they need to accomplish what you've asked them to do. You give them the resources, you give them the wisdom, you give them the connections, you give them the relationships, you open the doors, you close the doors that need to be closed. You rebuke the enemy. Ah, He gives you angels to help you. He gives you everything you need and you got to believe that. And you've got to meditate on that. Don't try to do this alone hallelujah thank you father in jesus name everybody said amen amen go ahead and bring those lights back up Yo, i'm just stoked for what god's gonna do i i can see it in the future like it's, it's just all of this working together i know we still got a lot of work to do one of those things about vision is like the vision's exciting right you're like yeah let's go and then the work comes and that's where we're at. The work's going to come. Like Chris said, we want to create voter guides. And you know how much work that's going to take? I was telling Beth the other day, I was like, do you realize that at some point we're going to have people on church staff who we're paying to go create voter guides? And that's one of those things that she's like, well, that's kind of weird. I like to have church staff that's doing that. But that's that's how this is going to be. We're going to employ people to help accomplish this vision. There's a lot of supportive roles to make this happen. I know we talk a lot about the leadership of these roles, but the support is just as important. Don't, don't discount yourself if you're like, I'm one of the ones called to a support role. Well, praise God. Praise God. Because we need a lot of support, right? We need to do this together. And you've probably uh, realized that for us to accomplish what God has for this church, we all have to get on board with God's desire to prosper us. We all have to get on board with God's desire to us. I don't know if you realize this or not, but it's going to take quite a bit of money for us to go into all the world and make a disciple of this nation. And that's why my next series is going to be about helping you see money from God's perspective. It's nothing more than a tool to use to accomplish things on this earth. That's all money is. It's a tool. And it's not a limited resource either. There is more than enough to accomplish what God wants to do through us. There's more than enough. We just have to renew our mind and see money the way that God sees money. So I was thinking about teaching this series, and I said, like, God, you don't make this easy, because I'm I'm, I'm here to tell you, like, how to prosper, and, like, it's going to be talking a lot about generosity, because that's God's investment strategy. As you learn to be generous, the more prosperous you are. That's how it works in the kingdom of God, but that's not, it just doesn't make sense to our mind. You see what he does to me? I mean, he puts pastors in a pickle. He's like, go teach my people how to prosper. I'm like, all right, they're going to love it. All right, teach them how to give. All right, great. They're going to love it. But the more generous you are, the more prosperous you are. We're going to get into that. But if you're ready to be generous today, just raise your hand. If you're given by cash or check, one of our ushers will bring you an offering envelope. Of course, how you give online is on the screen. You can do that anytime, and you just visit nolimits.fyi. There's a giving button there. It'll get you where you need to go. I know you two are excited about this, but we have our family fun night coming up this next Sunday, October 17th. It's at Ben and Robin's house in Catoosa at 5 p.m. We'll have a bonfire. We'll have a cookout. We'll have games. And here's what we all we need you guys to do is bring a side dish. We have somebody that's providing all the meat for us. They're providing the games and stuff. So bring a side dish and there's a sign-up sheet on the big table in the lobby. So if you're coming to that, just put it down there, what you're going to bring, maybe look at the list of what people have already put. So we don't have like, you know, eight pans of beans or something like that or all bags of chips. I mean, that's happened at some church gatherings. Everybody brings chips. (laughs) We'll text you guys the address. I'll send it out in an email as well, and we'll tell you next week how to get there. We have men's breakfast coming up this Saturday at 8 a.m. right here at the church. We'd love to have all you fellas here. All right, y'all stand up with me. Let's get out of here like we always do. Say this confession together. You ready? I have new life in Jesus. I don't waste one moment in regret because Jesus has forgiven it all. God's mighty power is at work in me. He's doing more in my life than I could dream of. My life impacts the world for Jesus. Yes, it does. Let me pray this blessing over you out of numbers. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. Y'all, we are blessed in the city. We are blessed in the field. We are blessed when we come in and blessed when we go out. The Lord causes our enemies who rise up against us to be defeated before our face. They come out against us one way and they flee before us seven ways because they so scared. All right. Lord, you command the blessing upon our storehouse and all that we undertake. You bless us in the land that you give us. You make us have a surplus, a prosperity. Come on somebody. You open to us your good treasury the heavens and you give rain to our land in its season and you bless all the work of our hands. And because of all this blessing, we lend to many but we don't have to borrow. Amen. You made us the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And all of this belongs to us because we heed the commandments of the Lord our God which he commanded us to do this day. And we're watchful to do them, aren't we? We're watchful to do them because God's commandments are good. They are true. They are just. And it's easy to walk in them because we know who we are in Jesus Christ. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen? Y'all have a great week. Thanks for being here today. Oh, hold on one second. Let Amy tell you about what's next for Guardian Redeemers before you go.
2: I don't want anyone to miss this. So um, Guardian Redeemers is not just for teachers. It's for parents. It's for anyone. Oh, for anyone who, sorry, um, who cares about the our the future of our students, our children right now, and wants to make sure that these future leaders are developing uh, uh, the their spirit in the right direction and they're not being corrupt, this is something that we are in charge of as guardian redeemers, and all of you can be guardian redeemers. Um, it's it's not just for teachers. I wanted to make that clear. But so we are switching to. Uh, small groups format uh, every Thursday night. You get a free meal from Chuck's Wagon. They're going to be—he's going to be catering that in. That's my husband, by the way. <laughs> uh, and so, five o'clock every Thursday night during small groups season, uh, we're going to be meeting. We're going to be talking about this. This Thursday, um, I'm going to be sharing with you what I learned from our former state superintendent about critical race theory and how it's being cloaked right now, uh, but it's still being taught. It is and. then I'm going to talk about um, what is in the law right now in our favor and what we can do to support that and what we can do to turn around what shouldn't be in the law right now. Uh, We're going to be talking about all of that and you can discover even the smallest part. There's so many different jobs to um, education and turning this around from the prayer warrior that's just on their knees constantly for us to the person who's bringing us more education and knowledge about this uh, to the person who has suddenly been led to to take up a position of leadership so uh there's all sorts of ways that you can help with that don't think that your part is too small please um so thursday night come join us get some free barbecue uh oh five o'clock five o'clock on thursday nights here
0: thanks guys have a great week Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.